0: Hey, and welcome back to Business and Breakthroughs. This is Kristen, and I am really excited for today's conversation. We are gonna talk about how do you find your intersection? How do you find your secret sauce? And how do you blend your ingredients together, your, the things you offer the world, so they come together in a way that you feel so aligned, you feel like, yes, this is it, and people want to come work with you because you have connected the dots, if you will. Why are we talking about this today? Because I continue to talk to so many people, and where they're stuck, where they're struggling, is here. They know things they're good at, they know what direction they think they want to go into business, and maybe they've started it. But then they get stuck. They question what they're doing, or maybe they need to pivot because of what they've done in the past and where they think they need to go. This is what we're going to jump into today, and I cannot wait and welcome to Business and Breakthroughs. This is your host, Kristen, and I am so glad you're here with me today. I cannot wait to dive into the topic and get going with you today. We're going to talk about how do you find your secret sauce? How do you step in the world with more curiosity? And I just hope this episode just is exactly what you need to hear today. All right, let's dive right in. Here's the crazy thing about life. I had actually written down to talk about this topic because It's come up in conversation with several people recently. They're still working on starting their podcast or launching something or launching something new or doing a pivot in their business. You know, one friend of mine is a writer, but she's about to launch something new. Another friend has a podcast, but would like to do more speaking coming up. So there's all these twists and turns, like it is for all of us. But I had written down to talk about find your intersection. What's your secret ingredient? And how do you bring them together in the world to make a living or to make a better living? Well, so I had this idea, and then I happened to listen to a podcast. I think it was on Saturday by Martha Beck. Now, I have found her podcast before, but it's not one I regularly listen to, but maybe I should. But I listened to one recently called Find Your Muse, it's episode 82. And I'm gonna tell you a little bit about it, and then we're gonna dig into the topic today because they're so aligned, but I literally, I needed to hear her episode. It was literally like music to my soul of where I'm at currently, because I've been feeling a little burned out. I have been just worn out lately and just not feeling the productivity I wanted to. I'm, you know, feeling behind in some of my work. So the gist of the show, the gist of her podcast was if you, first of all, it's that you should just go towards what interests you. You know, like in other words, her whole life, she's like, I didn't do what someone told me to do. I didn't try to fit into a job, like, oh, I'm going to become a lawyer. She just always followed the things I'm about to tell you to where she got. And if you don't know her, she's a writer, she's written many books, she's a sociologist, and she's also a well known, world renowned life coach. She has some amazing programs. And then I think she also has some sort of life coach school. But Here is the gist. She said, how do you find your muse? In other words, how do you find your inspiration? How do you stay inspired? And so she gives us three kind of ideas on how to do this or how to keep doing it. The first is a concept that she says is to follow the heat. And what she's talking about is what interests you? What do you feel excited about? Um, and it might be that you have to try several things at once to see which thing interests you versus which thing feels like, eh, you know, cold or, or you know, it's not really warming you up. It's not getting you excited. And so one of the ways we kind of find our way through life, the one of the ways we find our inspiration, which often then leads to the next project we should be working on or the next work, is by following our heat. Or if you think about it, It's like a game of hide and seek, or I mean, like you're hotter, you're colder. You know, when you're near the person, that's what we're talking about. In other words, open your eyes and be aware. Which things get you excited when you when you work with that product, that service? You talk about that topic. You know, what things do you read or seem to be drawn to? That's the heat, right? That's the thing that you could just keep doing, and it interests you. So that's the first thing she talks about. The next is. Let's say you can't find your heat. Let's say that you can't, you can't even decide which things are kind of like getting you excited. She says, then what you need is you need rest. She said rest, people think it's bad, right, in our culture. But she says, no, if there's no heat, you need to physically sleep. Because it basically allows your brain to go to work and it lets your brain kind of let go of all the things that it doesn't need, okay? Or if you're numb, you feel numb, you're not getting excited and you can't decide what's warm and what's cold for you to to go towards, sleep. And she says you can't get too much sleep. It's our body's way of healing, right? It's our body's way of repair, of renewing, okay? And then she said once, though, you feel rested and you can start to sense what things you're drawn towards, what things you are interested in, she said, she calls it follow your nose, but really what she's talking about is be open to new experiences. And I guess I'd say have a childlike wonder, I guess I'd say is the way I understood what she's saying. She explains, um, you know, a child kind of through a park and they're just kind of like, oh my gosh, look over here. Did you see that bird? Oh, I'm going to go towards a stream, right? They're, they're literally awakened to everything around them and they're going to take it in. In other words, take it in through your senses. And if we all just showed up in life more like that, I mean, truly, how wonderful would it be? I mean, think about even in the kitchen and someone's cooking food and, oh my gosh, cookies and maybe like a tomato sauce. You walk in the door and you're just hit with those smells, those aromas. It's much like that. So wouldn't you be drawn to go see what that amazing smell is? What I'm saying is take, and what she's saying is take that sense of Like, "Mm, let me follow the smell and do it with all your senses in your life every day. But if we were more open to not being so stuck in routine and structure, we would actually know the things that interest us, the things that we became, you know, deciding like, gosh, I would really love to go walk down near the water that day instead of sitting at my computer for eight hours if I don't have any, you know, uh, appointments or calls, coaching calls, So the next thing she says is the third thing, follow your curiosity, right? And she says, if you can connect to curiosity about anything, it removes our fear, our worry. And then we can ask the question, why is this happening? Or why do I like this? Why is this interesting to me? Okay. And so once again, if we're more curious in life, this could be about our relationship, about a topic. Maybe we're getting super into a certain topic right now of books we're reading, documentaries, you know, a movie. But we need to be aware of those things, okay? But if we do these things, you know, her point is we won't feel stuck, like that we just can only go into law, medicine, and and she names a third category, and I can't remember what it is. In other words, we don't have to have a career that someone says we have to have. It doesn't have to fit in a box, It truly can be our to our own making, and it can keep changing. And she shares a story about a female comedian. I think it's she's like a stand-up comedian, I guess. And she explains how she keeps doing what she wants, and she's always doing different things, but she always calls it stand-up. Okay, and she basically um, Martha Beck says, "If you have a deep passion, keep following it, and you have to have because you have to have the heat. If you don't, then." Go towards the thing that does give you that heat, that curiosity, that interest, that wonder, okay? And then she has this great comment or uh, thing she says, which she says, wait, you're not sampling the whole universe to see what you love? Oh my gosh, imagine if we all from childhood on had that approach to life, how much more alive we would all be, how much more happy we would all be right? Because I think so many people, we do get stuck in obligation. We get stuck in this sense of routine and that we have to make a living and we somehow have been trained. We've been brainwashed to think that it has to be in some nine to five job. Or even if we already have our own business, it doesn't have to fit in certain constraints. Maybe you hate working first thing in the morning. Maybe you're a you know, someone that loves working at 11 a.m., you know, to six or something. Or or maybe you say, I only really am good for four hours a day to really work. That's okay. Maybe you were wired that way, right? Because of the type of creation that you're, you're doing, you're making. Okay, so why did I tell you all that? I told you all this because I have recently been feeling that need for rest. I've been feeling that need to remember what all lights me up. And of course, I know some of the things, but I've felt disconnected from some of them lately. And let's be honest, a lot of us feel, I don't want to use the word guilty, but we feel like when we're resting, we're not being productive, which in our society, we have, many of us have been trained that we need more productivity time instead of more rest time. But this, this uh, podcast episode, it just really, I listened to it twice because for me, it was so good. And it really just reminded me to pay more attention to myself, to my body, to my thoughts, to the things that I feel that urge to move towards, to go do, to get off the, the paved path on, you know, and into the woods, if you will. Okay. So how does this have to do with Finding our intersection. How does this have to do with coming up with where our, you know, our gifts and our talents come together? Well, I think it has a lot to do with it because if we're in touch with our, you know, what, what we enjoy, if we're in touch with our curiosity and our wonder, and if we are rested, then it's going to be a lot easier to look at what I'm talking about today. And I want to share this little excerpt from the book, Big Magic from Elizabeth Gilbert about this topic. She says, if you don't have clear passion and somebody blithely tells you to go follow your passion, I think you have the right to give that person the middle finger because that's like somebody telling you that all you need in order to lose weight is to be thin or all you need in order to have a great sex life is to be multi-orgasmic. That doesn't help. I'm generally a pretty passionate person myself, but not every single day. Sometimes I have no idea where my passion has gone off to. I don't always feel actively inspired, nor do I always feel certain about what to do next. But I don't sit around waiting for passion to strike me. I keep working steadily because I believe it is our privilege as humans to keep making things for as long as we live. And because I enjoy making things. Most of all, I keep working because I trust that creativity is always trying to find me, even when I have lost sight of it. So how do you find the inspiration to work when your passion has flagged? This is where curiosity comes in. I believe that curiosity is the secret. Curiosity is the truth in the way of creative living. Curiosity is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Furthermore, curiosity is accessible to everyone. Passion can seem intimidatingly out of reach at times, a distant tower of flame, accessible only to geniuses and to those who are specially touched by God. But curiosity is a milder, quieter, more welcoming and more democratic entity. The stakes of curiosity are also far lower than the stakes of passion. Passion makes you get divorced and sell all your possessions and shave your head and move to Nepal. Curiosity doesn't ask nearly so much of you. In fact, curiosity only ever asks one simple question. Is there anything you're interested in? Anything, even a tiny bit, no matter how mundane or small? The answer need not set your life on fire or make you quit your job or force you to change your religion or send you into a fugue state. It just has to capture attention for a moment. But in that moment, if you can pause and identify even one tiny speck of interest in something, then curiosity will ask you to turn your head a quarter of an inch and look at the thing a wee bit closer. Do it. It's a clue. It might seem like nothing, but it's a clue. Follow that clue. Trust it. See where curiosity will lead you next. Then follow the next clue and the next and the next. Oh my gosh. How many of you can relate to those words? I surely can and I think that's the point is as humans this is the condition most of us are in because we've gotten disconnected right with our with our creative curious selves that part of us and I do think that you know God is really here to partner with us right to allow us to create amazing work Through, you know, these gifts he's given us and through the inspiration that we feel from, you know, this all inspiring um, curiosity and creativity that we are given, but we have to get in touch with it. Okay. So what happens if you're in a place where you don't feel like you know what your secret sauce is? You don't feel like you really know where your intersection is, that sweet spot in your business or, or just in what you're going after. What do you do? Well, the first thing I'd say is let's get a piece of paper and a pen and let's write some things down. Okay, so I'm going to give you the main things to to write down. And most of you have probably done some version of this at some point. I want you to write down um, these these little topics or categories and then later you can fill them in. It's write down gifts, write down talents, write down skills, passions, pain, struggles or what you've over overcome okay and then write down what do people say I'm good at now before you do this and and like I said you can either pause the show and then fill these out or you can do it later I want you to really think deeply about this and make sure you put some things in each of these buckets but next don't just think of things that You've gotten paid for in the past. I mean, those things are great, obviously, to put down, right? As your skills, your abilities, whatever it might be. But many of us have gained skills or we have an ability that either we just had naturally, right? We had a knack for it, if you will. It's one of our gifts or talents, even if we've never gotten paid for it. Or maybe you you gained the skill working, you know, being at home. Or maybe you did it volunteering. It doesn't matter if you got paid for it. It matters if you develop something that other people are like, oh my gosh, you're so organized. Or you are so good at putting events together, you know, or you everyone comes and talks to you about, you know, their personal struggles and you you lift them up, you make them feel better. You know, so the things can be where you have to think about it. But I want you to really think about these things. And then put down interest too. So what things are you drawn to? What things, what kind of content do you consume? And what are we talking about? For instance, for me, when I was little, I wrote poetry and lyrics, but it wasn't something I shared regularly with people. I just was drawn to do it. In college, I liked my religion in my philosophy classes, my classes on morality, I've had a passion towards taking pictures for as long as I can remember, not when I was little, but maybe by college or after. I love being in conversation with people. I love gift giving and I love food for sure. But uh, people come and talk to me about their lives, right? And um, I help them shift their perspectives. And so these are just some of my indicators. Of course, I've worked in tech for 20 years. I'm good at taking something complex and making it a more simple idea. I am obsessed with certain types of books, right? That not everybody is. I love Christian Christian inspiration books and I like other sorts of books too. And I have poetry books, things like that. But that's not what everybody has interest in. You know, what pulls at your heartstring? That's that pain struggle or what you've overcome. Maybe you've been divorced. Maybe you have dealt with childhood trauma that took years to overcome. All of these things are indicators. And if we can really look at them and start to see, hmm, what what area am I working in? Or what area have I been wanting to move into? But these things will help inform us on where we should be going towards. And, Pay attention to what pulls you, what gets our attention. And then as we interact with the world, what are we most passionate about? Right? That, my friend, is a gift. What are we passionate about? And, you know, one thing is how do you find your intersection? Well, I think it's what is it that you're good at? What is it that you literally are so passionate about that you, you just, you're kind of obsessive about it, right? And then where is it that you think people... Are saying that they need help that you could help them with, and remember, this could be anything. You could you could be the most amazing baker, or you could be the most amazing coach to help people with their children that maybe have certain, um, maybe they have special needs, and you've worked in that area. Maybe you um, have taught in that area. Maybe you're a parent that has gone through that, you know, with your child. But what is it? In other words, how can you dis, I mean, how can you connect these dis, disparate things? Where do they come together? And maybe you don't know, or maybe you've been trying out coaching, but you still can't seem to find that sweet spot for yourself. My guess is, is because you're, you're just trying it all instead of really getting quiet with yourself, looking at all these different, you know, what are your gifts, your talents, your skills, your interests, your passions, And seeing where do my passions and interests intersect with my skills and that that I want to be a coach. Because you might be trying to fit in a box you don't need to. Like, oh gosh, I'm going to be a business strategist type coach. I'm going to be a life coach. Well, those are so broad and big and vague that one, you might not feel super connected to it. And two, people aren't going to really be drawn to you for it because it's too broad. So how do you, yes, niche or niche, niche down, however you want to say it, with these, these areas, right? This intersection of yours. How do you blend your signature ingredients into what you do? Okay. And so, for instance, another exercise is that you take all those things and you think, you know, who do you serve? But you keep going down four levels. And what do I mean by that? Like, you can't just say like, oh, I help people that need life coaching. It's that you, who do you help? Okay, I help women under 50, let's say. Okay, women under 50 who are typically moms who work full time and they're trying to navigate a big transition in their life. Do you see what I'm saying? So keep niching down who exactly you help and then how you help them. Are you helping them make a transition, you know, in their life? Are you helping them step out and become more bold, right, in this in this next part of their life. But the, the clearer you get, the more specific you get, the more it will match up with your skills and your gifts and your talents, that intersection, and in that you will start finding more success because it, it'll make sense to people and it will make sense to you. It'll feel, you'll feel more authentic in that place. The other thing I think happens is we often try to fit in and this has happened to me before, too. I tried to say, oh, I'm this. And even now with this podcast, as I've been rebranding, I've been honing it. I still have resistance. I'm still working through what I'm going to be when I grow up on this podcast. Right. Because I think I niche down to so much because of that's how, how I was being guided by the program I was in. But it started to feel I started to feel like, no, 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 this isn't it. So I'm going to be pulling it back just a bit. It's I still will educate you know, on some of these topics, but my heat wasn't there as much, right? This is the sort of thing I love talking about. This is really how I like helping people. And yeah, tech, of course I can help with that, but that's not where the heat is, okay? And so for me, I've got to keep going towards the heat. I got to keep twisting and turning, and that's okay. And I need to be honest about it because so many of us, Find ourselves on this path where we go down one little alley and then we find that it's blocked off or it's cold, and we're not sure how to go forward. You know, and we don't want to embarrass ourselves, right? We don't want to see it seem like it's silly that we keep trying new things. But but if it's blocked or it's cold, I have to turn around and go back to the main road and find the next path that is opened that does have the heat. The other thing is talk to people about it, ask them, gosh, what am I, what do you think I'm good at? If you thought I was going to do something as a business, you know, as my thing that I made money, you know, that I could do my whole life, what would it be? And then listen to what they say and really accept what they say. Because often we hear somebody say something and we, we don't really believe it about ourselves, especially if it's something we're stepping into that we've never done before The other thing I would say is, what if we just took the pressure off ourselves? What if we did follow the things that excite us? What if we tried new things without the expectation of the uh, outcome? What if we only said yes to the things that we said, heck yeah, Uh, I'm so excited to do this. And we didn't do the things that we weren't really, we didn't feel that sense of wonder, that sense of curiosity, that excitement about it. And I don't mean that everything in our business or in our lives is going to be, yay, it's so fun. But I'm saying, are we having, do we have things in our life every day that we're excited about and that we're getting curious about and we're following that kernel? That's the question. And, you know, I think it's, we have to keep being willing to learn, right, to be a lifelong learner, to be a beginner. And, I think it's okay. We should commit to ourselves to being more, you know, filled with wonder, that childlike sense of excitement about our days. Shake up your routine a little bit, you know, get out of your comfort zone, get away from your computer or your Zoom calls or whatever it is you're doing a lot of. And just do something different that you you have that little inkling that says, huh, what would happen if I did this today? What would happen if I picked up the paintbrush or I went and had a conversation with somebody I've admired, whatever it might be. So what I want to leave you with today is just you have so much ability. The question is, what's holding you back? Is it because you're stuck in the mundane, you're stuck in routine and you're not even seeing the amazing things right around you that you could literally grab? You're not giving yourself credit for the things that you're actually so skilled and gifted at. Because you're still questioning how you should move forward. So instead of questioning how you should move forward, just take a little step. Take a little step and say, you know what? I am going to just try it. And my goal is you just want to do it long enough so you don't give up. And you actually grow from it, right? You You just keep trying things and you're going to learn. Okay, so that's it. I can't wait to see if you check out Martha Beck's episode. I just think it was so life-giving for me and it really is what I needed to hear right now. So if you check it out, let me know what you think and let me know what you think about today's episode and next up is the next, I think the third of the six-part series about optimizing your website. Very tactical, but sometimes we do obviously have to do that side of business as well. Do you wish there was a way to optimize your online presence so you can get more traffic to grow your writing, speaking, or coaching business easily in an authentic way? I know what it feels like to be all over the place, showing up online and feeling frustrated with lack of growth. Then I learned the strategy and tactics that work to grow organic traffic and leads in in a more authentic way. Imagine if you knew how to create and build organic traffic online to help grow your audience with ease. So your website, email list and community grows and converts without being salesy, sleazy or using high pressure tactics. That's why I created this this website optimization coaching where where I'll teach you the steps to get more traffic and leads from your website. You'll be able to stop struggling with tech and know exactly what to do to grow organic traffic and get more leads. You'll walk away with customized recommendations and a 30 day unique online growth roadmap with the exact steps to follow to grow your online audience. I was able to grow my all-time page views to over 38 million and reach 10 million visitors for a brand I co-founded, all using simple, easy-to-follow, time-tested, organic strategies I learned along the way. So if you're ready for your ideal audience to find you online, opt into your list, and connect with you without trying every new social media trend or spending so much time on tactics that don't deliver, then let's dive in together. For a limited time, I'm offering a summer promo. Uh, It's a special price for the month of June that you can get a website optimization coaching session with me. Head over to KristenFitch.com for all the deets in my summer promo deal. I can't wait for you to learn the steps to grow your audience using your website so you can get more leads with all all the fuss, overly salesy salesy copy, and high-pressure tactics instead are easy, repeatable, and will align with you and your clients. So head on over and check it out because I would love to do a session with you and help you kickstart your online presence growth. If today's show got you pumped about building your online traffic so you can grow your business, let's celebrate. Pop over and leave a review, tell us what you loved about today's episode, or share this with another boss who's ready to grow next level. Come network with other entrepreneurs, authors, speakers, coaches, and podcasters at my Facebook group to take your business to the next level. Or head on over to kristenfitch.com to find out more about my online growth system.